Catherine Jackson French traveled the Kentucky mountains in the early 1900s, searching for traditional ballads that were disappearing. Her attempt to publish her work failed in part because she was a woman, and in part due to something called Ballad Wars. WFPL Stephanie Wolf reports that Jackson French's story is finally being told. Catherine Jackson French died in 1958 at the age of 83. She's buried in a cemetery off a busy road in London, Kentucky. Her headstone is a modest rectangular slab. I kind of love this because it almost sums up her life, this unobtrusive small headstone. That's Elizabeth DeSavino, associate professor of music at Kentucky's Berea College. Catherine Jackson did remarkable things in her life, but she didn't do it in a very ostentatious way, which I think is part of the reason that no one has really heard of her. Catherine Jackson French became a leader of the American Association of University Women, and she collected some 60 songs from the Kentucky mountains in 1909. I'll be true, true to my love. Jackson French tried to get her ballad collection published, asking Berea College for help, but it never happened. There was this tangle of intrigue, of professional jealousies and broken promises and gender role limitations. Had she succeeded, DiSabino says Jackson French would have easily beat out the scholars who did get the credit for this kind of Anglo-American musical fieldwork, like Cecil Sharp. He co-published a major collection of Appalachia balladry in 1917. Then there was this feud that became known as the Ballad Wars, basically an ivory tower squabble between factions of scholars arguing over how ballads got written. What began to happen was that experts on ballads began to gather acolytes and students, and these people vested their own careers in the expertise of the people that they followed. Jackson French was not a part of these inner circles, DiSavino says. Yet what she collected from Kentucky was significant, and she took meticulous notes. She really gives us a picture of what life was like for people of those mountains, both the poverty and also the tremendous communal spirit shared in particular by the women. That was often glossed over in later collections. The communal spirit, the role of women. Jackson French wrote that it was primarily women who kept these ballads. DiSavino published a biography on Catherine Jackson French with the help of a hidden treasure trove discovered in an attic in South Carolina. Boxes of letters and photos that sat unopened for years. Hey, Talbert Buckland is my name, and I'm Catherine Jackson French's granddaughter. Talbert Buckland says she knew just a bit about her grandmother's work growing up. At one point, my mother said, well, you know, your grandmother collected ballads and she gave me a little brochure that grandmother had done. And so I think I used that to write a paper. She's grateful her grandmother's story is finally being told. I was in tears reading the book. I think I've read it two or three times and I need to read it again because every time I read it, I learn more. <laughs> what do you will to your father, Lord Randall, my son? What do you will to your father, my sweet pretty one? That's Elizabeth DiSavino singing a ballad from Catherine Jackson French's collection, included in a two-disc set released in conjunction with the book. I want her contribution to Appalachian music known. I hope people pick up these songs and sing them. Beyond that, I think it's important that we start talking frankly about the fact that our history as we learn it is one of cultural erasure. Berea College is finally fulfilling its promise to Catherine Jackson French, publishing her ballad collection, 110 years later. I'm Stephanie Wolf in London, Kentucky.